Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Spotlight. As always, I'm your co-host Justin Thind, and today we have a little different episode planned. Uh, I actually went on the Locked On Spartan Show, which is hosted by Matt Sheehan, and talked a lot about uh, basically what I wanted to talk about in this episode. And after going ahead and recording that, which I did before this episode, I kind of figured that with the way I articulated the points I wanted to make, it would just be more efficient to kind of pull the uh, two segments that were relevant to this episode from uh, Matt's podcast. So definitely go ahead and listen to his uh, episode, which I will link in the description to the show, uh, as actually the third uh, segment of that, which I did not include in here, is a little more upbeat, and that's about the football program and their pursuit of five stars and who I think is likely um, or I guess the power rankings of who are the likeliest candidates to commit to Michigan State football out of those guys. But for this episode, the focus is going to be on breaking down the column that I am releasing today regarding Tom Izzo, his, I guess, internal struggle on how to approach the transfer portal and NIL and how it conflicts with uh, him having the best interests of the players in mind. Um, but also kind of needing to adapt in order to have success in this chapter of his career. And basically what kind of prompted me to write this was I heard Tom Izzo go on Tim Stout's show, and he had some interesting quotes like he usually does, and a lot of them were negative towards the portal and NIL like they often are. But I got to thinking about the fact that every single time coach has a negative quote, uh, it's not really incorrect. It's just unfortunate that it always is a negative quote obviously and it seems to be shaping his roster uh, foundations and roster construction these days but at the same time he's never technically wrong so that sort of conflict and dilemma is what I kind of attacked in this piece and, and kind of took on and, and wanted to explore so definitely go ahead and check out the piece I've, I've tweeted it out or will be tweeting it out depending on when this comes out but I think uh, it's it's a dilemma that is, like I said, very conflicting, but it's also key context to keep in mind. So I guess with that, I will turn it over to the conversation that Matt Sheehan and I had on his show. Like I said, check out the link to his podcast. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spartan Spotlight. All right, Justin. I got a thousand quotes from the story written down in front of me, but one that I want to just start the conversation off with is that Izzo on keeping kids happy said, quote, it's sad what's happened. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is the first time in my 27 years that I only have 11 guys on scholarship because I don't even know if you can keep 13 happy. Of course, as you can figure, a lot of the other interview was about transfer portal stuff, NIL stuff, kids coming in expecting to play 38 minutes a game, and then they'll go straight to the NBA. Anyway, um, thoughts on the whole piece. I mean, I know that you have this banger article column coming yeah. out pretty soon so yeah. if, if you want to take the rest of this first segment to talk about what your thoughts are yeah be my guest so, if not, we'll, we'll converse about it yeah so essentially um it, it's it's a tricky conflicting mind space to kind of think about everything that tom Izzo feels about nil on the portal because almost every single thing he always says about these two topics is always spot on I've mm -hmm. rarely heard him say anything that is 
incorrect. The issue kind of is, is that those rules are the rules. And in order to hang banners, you have to maximize those rules. So I guess for what I kind of mean about that is uh, that's kind of what this column that you referenced is going to be about. Uh, it should be out by the time this podcast um, is released, but if not, it'll be out sometime tomorrow morning. But essentially the lead in of, of the column is coach Izzo has the same concerns. A lot of people do probably more vocal about them, but his mm -hmm. concerns are NIL. A lot of kids are kind of prioritizing short-term returns over long-term development and NBA development. And they're kind of trying to make as much money as they can in the next year or two and not trying to set themselves up for the best NBA careers. And with the transfer portal, Izzo's concern is, yeah, for every story you hear, like Justin Fields and um, those kind of stories, the transfer portal has thousands of kids per year that enter thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And then a lot of them don't even get a scholarship at, at the next school they end up going to. So there are 1,700 kids, I believe, in the portal right now. And most of them you're never going to hear about. And most of them kind of made a bad decision by entering the portal. So those things are true while still um, it being almost indisputable that NIL is a good thing. Kids should have always been able to make money off of their own image. Izzo says that about three times in this interview, Izzo right. knows the hypocrisy behind coaches being able to move with impunity, but players uh, not having been able to do so until now. So Izzo understands all of those things. The issue is he focuses on the negatives that are 100% valid and uses those kind of as a crutch to not maximize roster construction. When in this era, it technically should have been a way to level the playing field for him because yeah. um, you've had years of Izzo being close to landing some of these guys, but then a uh, shadowy figure is wearing three stripes, end up getting those kids to go to <laughs> Eastern right. Kansas uh, right before they make a commitment. So this would have been Izzo's chance to kind of get some of those guys by allowing the donor base around the university to make things happen. And he hasn't done that so far. And then with the portal, he could have landed some guys that were older um, and, and further along in their college careers, which are the formula of successful Izzo teams. And that should have been an advantage to him as well. And he hasn't really used that with any sort of consistency. So to tie back to your original quote, yes, one of those true um, downfalls of the portal is that it's hard to keep kids happy. But I guess the question I would uh, propose in response to that is if your only centers on the roster are Jackson Kohler and Mati Suzoko, two guys that are unproven and have not, I guess, shown yet that they deserve major minutes, even though I think um, Jackson Kohler is going to end up deserving them. But mm -hmm. you have two guys that have not proven that they are big time reliable guys at the center position. Why are you almost predeterminately giving them minutes they haven't earned, which goes against everything as believes in order yeah. to keep them happy as opposed to fostering an environment of peak competition by landing some of these guys that were centers in the portal especially after what um, Joey Brunk and Hunter Dickens had did to this team just at the very end of last season. So it should have been fresh in the minds going into the off season, but that's basically the dilemma here that faces us because we know everything Izzo says is true, but at the same time, they should not be factors that are used as crutches to not, level the playing field essentially. So I guess I'll yeah. add my long soliloquy there 
and no, uh, let you let you kind of uh, bounce your ideas off me. But yeah, it's it's complicated. Everything it is. Izzo says is correct, but it's at the end of the day, you have yeah. to jump in with two feet, or you have to get out of the way. Jay Wright decided he couldn't take it. He he got out of the way, and um, yeah. I guess an analogy Izzo would understand is if you're gonna choose to stay in the game. You got to choose to dive after the loose balls. You can't just half-heartedly be in the game. You got to do everything it takes to win. And um, this this is looking like a situation where it's kind of one foot in, one foot out. But what do you think, Matt? No, you, you said everything great. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's like you're on the highway. You're driving 60 miles an hour because, oh, like that was a speed limit three years ago. But now it's 75. <laughs> you're getting passed left and right by a bunch of these Ferraris and everything. It's like, ah. Eh. That's, I'm just going to stay doing 60 miles an hour. Y'all y'all be well out there, though. Like, this is great. But, like, two of the quotes I want to read verbatim because, you, just like you yeah. said, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, is that, like, everything you said in the interview, which is about, like, I think it was, like, a 10, 12-minute clip, a lot of great stuff in there if you want to go listen to it. Nothing's really incorrect. Now, of course, like, you know, he's going to have his critics because, you know, hey, l- listen, he, he complains during games a lot. He's kind of known for barking up and down trees at refs. I kind of love Never. it. You got to work the game. Well, I, hey, you, you, you got to work the game. It's all part of his game plan. And also, like, who just wants to listen to a 67-year-old guy just, you know, complain about everything? But, like, tell me what part of these quotes, like, aren't necessarily true. So the first one's going to be on the transfer portal. And kids just, you know, bebopping around a little too early. Is we should be catering to the 1%, 2 or 3% of college basketball players who go on to play professionally. I think we've got to get back to what is our job. Our job is to make a kid's life better. Is that three years or four years? That's the problem I'm having right now. Yeah, hey, listen, okay, everyone's going to their college to play basketball. No doubt about it, but you're also trying to be molded into an adult. And that's also part of coaching, too. No, you you don't get a banner lifted for, hey, your seniors were pretty good people once they graduated. But like that is an important part for these student-athletes here. And also the second one on NIL, and this is probably the most eye-popping quote. It was, um, quote, everybody's four players getting some money. But getting some money and enough money to get in trouble in this day and age of drugs, alcohol, and gambling, and all these things are out there. Now, of course, like I don't think Izzo thinks that every kid is just going to go out and start gangbanging and, you know, waking up with hookers and cocaine in their mattress every single morning. But, like, imagine being 19 years old and just having, like, six figures, seven figures out of nowhere. Like, even if it's not drugs, alcohol, or anything like that, like, woo! Let's not kid ourselves. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. And, like, hey, I'm, I'm sure it'll work out for some kids. I'm sure a lot of these kids have good guidance. But let's be honest, like, not everyone. And that that is... That is a crazy undertaking, and you don't think that like causes like rifts in locker rooms and everything. And and I know it's not going away, but like, what are you going to do about it? Just like c- complain, I guess. I don't know. So, but before we go any further, sorry to cut this off, but I, I, I want to start the next segment off with a question, a point blank question. Want to get your thoughts on it? But first, and as we welcome the wonderful Justin Thin to twenty four seven Sports back to the show. Simple question. Um, did all these quotes to this interview make you think that Izzo's timeline is inching closer and closer to retirement than I originally thought? Because here's the other thing, too. Even with insiders, th- this is the biggest mystery around East Lansing all the time. Is like, when is Izzo gone? Is he gone tomorrow? Is he gone in 20 years? Like, in your opinion, did this change the way that you look at his timeline? 
So um, last offseason, I would tell everybody that my prediction would be that Izzo would see the 2021 class out through graduation. Okay. Then throughout the season, I kind of started to kind of started to figure that maybe it would be shorter than that because this was the second straight year of some struggles. It was, again, getting deeper and deeper, deeper into this NIL uncertainty world. And then um, you kind of start to see the recruitments taking shape across college basketball and maybe the reasons that some of these guys aren't picking Michigan State. Um, a guy like Ty Rogers typically being right. um, an OKG, having um, some other kind of reasons for choosing other schools. And then I'm starting to think, okay, maybe maybe it's a year or two. And I was pretty confident in that sentiment throughout the whole entire season. Then I started talking to some people that work with coaches every single day. And they had basically told me that he has as much energy as he has ever had. And okay. he, he is very, very, very um, adamant that he is not going to go out anytime soon especially since his health is at a very high note. The issue is what kind of makes this a murky situation is even though Izzo is as motivated as he has ever been, and even though he may have as much energy as he's had and he's not ready to give up the game, Mm -hmm. I am very curious of what would happen if this upcoming season further proves to him that it's going to be an underwhelming season because they're not going to be able to get into rebounds against anybody. They're not going to be able to stop many people in the low post. It's going to be very on MSU like season for the third time in a row. Um, I do wonder if that is going to kind of create this internal struggle of Izzo not having um, kind of this dwindling energy, not having this end of the road kind of lifeless aura to him but at the same time being fed up with the game. So it's kind of two polar opposites of Izzo being as motivated as ever and also being as frustrated with the game as ever. So I no longer have any sort of prediction to whether Izzo is retiring. I would say it's whether you believe um, the anti-NIL side is going to win out or if you think motivational, um, I'm as hungry as ever to get my second title side wins out. Which side do you think wins out is what gives you your answer. Uh, that's what I would leave the readers to kind of chew on. Yeah, I, like for the longest time, like for the last few years, like I, I've always thought like, okay, what when Izzo sees, you know, Steven Izzo kiss a Spartan-ass, you know, which could be next season. Yeah, I think he does have like an option for an additional year should he choose it because mm-hmm. everyone got a COVID year. Whatever it is, like I, I thought that was always kind of the timeline. Now, of course, I made that prediction before like NIL and the transfer portal even blew up. Right. So, and yeah, you tie that in with, you know, not only that, he's been on record saying that he's as energized as ever. And also that you're hearing from people right. inside the program that that's not BS. It's actually true. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrestle with it too. Like before last season, I would have thought, yeah, this guy's sticking around till like 2032 probably, but yeah. Yeah. This, this I mean, interview was just yeah. shocking. I mean, cause he yeah. was really transparent and he just seemed like beaten down by it too. And of course, like he's not jazzed about it. I yeah. wouldn't be either. If mm-hmm. I've been in this profession for 27 years or whatever it is, and yeah. all of a sudden, just like that, everything changed that drastically and that quickly like mm-hmm. oh, i'm pulling jay Wright. i'm out of here I'm pulling <laughs> Roy Williams. Like, I, don't, I don't need this yeah so 
and I wonder if that's going to catch up to him anytime yeah. soon. And that, I like, think that article yeah. indicates it. I, right. I, I think um, further proof, if people don't believe it, is those own words. And if they don't believe what I'm hearing from people that work with Izzo every day, further proof of this is his high school recruiting is as relentless as it's ever been. He's at every right. single Xavier Booker game. Like yeah. he has all the juice that you could want out of a college basketball coach. He just also has all the frustration that is kind of making you rethink uh, mm-hmm. his timeline. So like I said, very complicated. And kind of the other thing to think about is when you have a coach that has done something one way for 27 years and has had a lot of success at it, maybe it just takes them longer to change. And it doesn't sure. mean they won't change. Maybe for people like you and I, you see two seasons of underwhelming on MSU like basketball and we would think, okay, it's logical that immediately things should change on a dime and that Izzo should this upcoming offseason land two or three portal guys. Mm-hmm. Like personally, if I was like on the staff or if I was the director of recruiting, I would have been like calling six new guys from the portal every single day. Yeah. But we kind of don't have that perspective of 27 years of things working one way very, very well. So maybe what we're not considering is it'll just take three years or four years of underwhelming performances. And Izzo truly will kind of adapt after that. So I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that is the case. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but maybe two years is just not enough time to change Mm -hmm. and change could still be on the horizon. But I don't know. That's something I kind of also think about sometimes. No, that's a great point too. And like, truth be told like just from a fan perspective that's concerned about the way this program is projecting like I got to be honest with myself it's hard to think about the basketball program and not think about the football program because well right how did Mel just you know bang out a a New Year's Six Bowl season by way of the transfer portal okay well how's recruiting so hot in the streets now like I I think and I was gonna be creeping up here so like it's hard not to look across the street and see the football program blossoming because of these things. And then the basketball program kind of faltering and NIL and transfer portal aren't the only reasons, but you know, the 2018 recruiting class would like to have a word, but like <laughs> they are, they are reasons. And another yeah. thing too, that like, you know, and this is, is, you know, for better, or for worse is that he speaks his mind all the time. And he's not alone here, though. Like coaches everywhere cannot be jazzed with you know everything going on. I think it'd be very, you'd be very in the minority if you're a coach that's like thrilled about, hey, NIL is awesome, transfer portal. I got to make sure that six yeah. kids don't leave my team every offseason. It's just like he's just one of the guys that often talks about yep. it. And like the NCAA, the NCAA <laughs> really dropped. Yep, the NCAA really dropped the ball with how this went down. Like of course, everybody, everybody that is very pro NIL, like. I, I am as pro NIL as you could possibly be. And I have been for same. a decade. Yeah. And at the same time, this is a very broken system. And the mm-hmm. only reason that is the case is because the NCAA waited until they were hit with antitrust um, accusations and lawsuits and had to go to the Supreme Court and lost in unanimous fashion, which I don't think anybody ever loses anything in court in unanimous fashion to the Supreme Court. But these guys have basically... Um, waited until the very, very last second to hold on to their uh, amateur exploitation uh, sort of system. And now we have a system with absolutely no rules and no guardrails. 
And the NCAA and Mark Emmert is to blame for coaches like Jay Wright leaving and other mm -hmm. coaches considering leaving. So you can be extremely pro NIL and also kind of be very frustrated at the current system. There's no uh, reason you have to be anti-NIL just because you don't like the system. It's just the NCAA, the NCAA is to blame for kind of where we are right now. Yeah, and to go hand in hand with that about saying like two things that kind of contradict each other, but can both be true. And like, I think this is a good spot to end this conversation on is like, yeah. and yeah, listen, I, I'm sure you hear it. Like I hear, I'm sure other state fans that are concerned about the program here as well, if they're talking to their friends or strangers, what have you, but it's like, sometimes we'll get hit with the, Oh, like you're not grateful for Izzo. Like he, he's a legend and you don't understand it. It's like two things can be true here. Like Izzo is a legend. He is the best coach MSU will probably ever have. Probably the best, maybe best figure MSU will ever have. Love him like a family member. He deserves to go out on his own terms. But also with that said, like, concerning pattern here. Concerning mm -hmm. pattern. Like, this is something that, you know, I sound like a broken record player. I think I talk about it at least twice, if not three times a week. But, like, it's not like we were ranked like a three seed, two seasons ago and flamed out immediately in this big upset. Or, like, last year, oh, we were a a four seed that went toe to toe with Duke and have barely lost. Like, no, you kind of stumbled in there. You made the seven seed because the regular season didn't go well. And that was off the heels of a season where it was a godsend miracle to even get in the tournament in the first place. And now we're kind of limping into this off season yeah. and might be limping out too. So right. I, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like I think both things can be true. Like, I, I don't know yeah. if you co-signed to that or for or sure. Yeah. I think, um, it's it's a new sort of predicament when it comes to Tom Izzo. Like Tom Izzo has been doubted forever. He was doubted Ever. when he first yeah. took over the job. I've People doubted wondered, him at times. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I I doubted him after the Syracuse exit. I was a freshman over at Michigan State, and uh, yep. I was like, "How do you squander this team?" And after yep. that, he hung four banners in the next two seasons with three right. left on the table. <laughs> uh, the Big Ten title uh, tournament title was left on the table because of COVID final four mm -hmm. title, a uh, national title. So like he could have had seven, he had four. Um, we'll never know yeah. if he would have gotten those rest of the three, but like, this is a guy that at that point I had told myself, I would never doubt him again. The thing is all of those times that Izzo was doubted, the questions sort of were, um, is the magic worn off? Is this the sure. end of the road for Tom Izzo in terms of um, just his appeal in the coaching world and, and just things of that nature. There were always questions about kind of the shine wearing off or him running out of juice. This time, the question is, will he change everything he believes in? And this is not a way that Coach Izzo has been doubted before. So for the people that say, oh, keep doubting Izzo, he'll prove you wrong. That's very, very possible. Very Great. possible. But keep <laughs> yeah. in mind, this is not the way that he has been doubted in the past. This is a very unique situation. And um, I don't disagree that it's possible for someone to be a legend, but also you've seen in throughout history, you've seen leaders in the past. A lot of leaders kind of go out towards the end by kind of hanging their hat on what had worked for years while the world, world changes around them. So um, maybe who knows? Because Izzo's final quote in the interview was, this is how I also end the article is, I can't change the world, but I also don't want the world to change me. Adjust, fine, but change, no, not really. We will just have to see what the definition of adjust without changing really is. God, that's a fantastic way to end that segment right there. Look at Europe, you're a pro's pro right there. Look at you, Justin Thin, 24 7 sports, <laughs> just banging out greatness here.